Hewler and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. on Steelers Nation Radio. It is high noon on a Friday afternoon. That can only mean one thing. It's time to go inside the electric factory here on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. I'm Wesley Euler. He's Arthur Motes. This is the Steelers Blitz on SNR. Between us here on the show, we've got a decade of NFL experience and a really good head of hair. It's up to you to figure out the rest, but what you should know by now, you knuckleheads, you want to get involved with the show, on Twitter is the best way to voice your questions, comments, concerns, and reactions, you can get at us there, at Wesley Euler, at the Body 52 the Body. I feel like we're doing this a little bit too much. Maybe we're being the, the boy who cried wolf a little bit. Uh-oh. Because we've teased this a couple times. Uh-huh. We've really only done it, like, twice, I think. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe we'll give out the digits before the final, in the, in the final set. Wait, hold on. We can't. Backo's joining us in the exactly. final segment. I was going to so, say, I know where you was going with that. Just get those tweets in now. Get them in early, yeah. all right? Because we will have our buddy Brian Backo at 1 o'clock. Uh, so no phone lines today, but we will always take your tweets. You know where to get at us if you want to get involved. Arthur Motes, how we feeling on a Friday? What's up, cousin? Man, I feel good, but I was a little thrown off. I mean, you've never started at 11.59 before like that, man. I was like, yo, he is super punctual, punctual. today. Like, is everything all right? Punctual. You <laughs> when know, when, when no guys start getting punctual, you start wondering, like, is everything good on the home front, man? Like, did you sleep well last night? Ba- I did Baby not. live good? Like, what's going on here, man? Well, you know. Talk to me. Yeah, I'm a bit, <laughs> talk to me. Uh, you know, just trying to be punctual. <laughs> talk to me, though. Got a lot going, going on, on here, man. I got to finish some audio editing after this. Ah, uh, okay, okay, okay. Bailey's okay. doing well. She's okay. sleeping through the night still mostly, okay. but she did have a couple rough nights this week. Got you, got you. Okay. My wifey and I went to the John Mayer show last night. Mm. Mom and dad night out. Let's get it. How so, was the concert, man? It was a blast. We might have, we might have, uh, you know, we might have enjoyed ourselves a little bit, you know. Listen, so, if you're not enjoying yourself to the maximum, are you even doing it right? So, yeah, we got to start on time today, Arthur Motes. Make sure we're out of here on time too, because let's get it. As Willy Wonka once said, "So much to do, so little time." Ain't that the truth? <sighs> oh, so we will take your tweets. We got a couple rolling in already. We'll get to those here sooner rather than later. Uh, because, again, Brian Backo will join us about 58 minutes from now in our final segment of the show. So get those tweets in now. We'll get to them soon. But, Arthur Motes, where I want to begin with you today is uh, it's the first time you and I have rocked the microphone. And since we, you know, knew the official words, since the, the news was finalized that the Steelers did not pick up Devin Bush's fifth-year option, mm-hmm. that would have been a $10.9 million option for the former 10th overall pick. So Devin Bush, uh, this you know, paves the way for him to be a free agent at the end of this season. Now, obviously, like Terrell Edmonds, right? That doesn't mean he's going to be gone for sure, but he will not be back for sure either, not picking up the fifth-year option of Devin Bush. Uh, What was your kind of first reaction, first thoughts there as the linebacker expert here on the program? Yeah, um, I wasn't surprised by the decision. Uh, I thought that it was a smart decision and the correct decision. Um, We've heard Kevin Colbert speak since then, and he 
said a line that I think defines, you know, Devin Bush perfectly. He said, we feel like there's two Devin Bushes, the one before the ACL tear and the one after the ACL tear. But regardless of which version we're talking about, neither have proven to be worth that $10 plus million dollar salary that would have been guaranteed if they picked up that fifth-year option. Uh, as a whole, though, I still am very optimistic about Devin returning and getting back to form. But at the same time, when we say get back to form, remember when we spoke of him in form, it was still from a more what we are projecting him to be, not necessarily he was already there. And I think that that's something that we have to remember when we're talking about Devin is that not only was he trying to get back to where he was his rookie year, he's also trying to just improve to be a more consistent player because that was some of the issues that we felt were, yeah. you know, the case with him. So for me, man, I think of all of that, and that's why I said I do feel like it was the right decision to decline that option. Now I'm hoping that because when you decline an option, it can go one of two ways for these players. They're either going to take it as motivation and come back and be extra fired up mm -hmm. or they go into the tank. With Devin, we know at times his mentality, based on what he said and what he's shown us, hasn't always been the way that we think it should be in certain scenarios. Not saying if it's right or wrong, it just wasn't what we thought it should be in certain aspects. So that is why for me right now, I can't definitively say that I think this is going to light a fire up under him and make him respond, but I hope it does. Because this will be Devin's first time having legitimate competition. This will be Devin's first time with his back legitimately against the wall in terms of his NFL future. Or not even NFL future, but more so his Steelers future, yeah. you know? Yeah. Because right now, you're looking at this room and you're saying, all right, they declined your option. Okay. If they want to move on from you, they can do that now. If they want to start somebody else this year, they can do that now. And, and you know what? In a couple of months, they don't have to worry about, you know, anything dealing with you. So it's like I, I do feel like all of that is going to be a different experience for him. When he's out there at practice now, you don't get the luxury of just being like, man, I'm the high-paid guy. I'm the first-rounder. I know my spot's guaranteed. I'll get it next week. I'll get it two weeks from now. Nah. Now they will be able to say, you know what, man, we're going to pull you. We already started doing it last year with Robert Spillane. We don't mind doing it again this year. That's the things that I think that Devin's going to have to be prepared for. Oh, yeah. But I'm hoping that because he's in control. He's still in the driver's seat very much. He's the penciled-in starter very much right now. They would love it if we get to the yes. end of the season and yes. everyone's saying, oh, they should have picked up Devin Bush's option. That's a win for them. That's a, that's a win for the Steelers. Very, very similar. No one's to, saying to, that right now. Right. And, and it's no different than the but you whole— you know people would if he has a right. good Right, but, but that's what they did with Bud Dupree. Remember, we picked Absolutely. up the option versus signed him to the uh, extension. And everyone was saying, yeah. oh, why would you pick up Bud Dupree's option? And then by the end of the year, yeah, they're like, like, oh, why, why, why aren't you signing to the deal? Absolutely. <laughs> So for me, man, I think of it the exact same way. If he over, if he over produces and you know he exceeds our expectations, that's a great problem to have. You can always franchise tag him as well. That's another option that you have. And if you don't want to franchise tag him because you're questioning is this productivity solely related to the contract? Yeah, well, you can transition tag him. So you still have options regardless of how you want to pertain it. In the case that Devin Bush does have one of those moments where the light. Uh, the light switch clicks on, and he's able to go out there and consistently play at a high level. But that's a lot of ifs. And that falls right in line <laughs> to potential, which is why we don't really like potential. We make the joke about it being the dirty word because potential, you keep waiting on it, and eventually you'll get fired because it never develops. It, it never materializes. Mm -hmm. And that's what you can't have in a salary cap league. No, you absolutely cannot. Another thing, you know, you and I have said this before, that you can't do in a salary cap league is – you can't pay good players great money. Say it again for the people in the back. You cannot 
pay good players great money. That is one of the quickest ways to cripple yourself. I don't care if it's the NFL. I don't care if it's the NBA. I don't care if it's the NHL, any salary cap league. That is one of the quickest ways to cripple yourself, to handcuff yourself, is to sign good players to great money. And $10.9 million, that's, I mean, that that puts you towards the, the upper echelon of, of off-ball mm-hmm. linebackers. Um, if you were to pick up that option next year, basically $11 million, I mean, that's, that's Bobby Wagner territory. Yes, you know that's that's a that's and a I don't lot think that we're put in. I don't think anyone's doing that. Yeah, I don't. I would say Devin, but I, I personally am not. No, but you I might. saw you putting him yeah. in Bobby Wagner's territory. Don't you start that? <laughs> don't you start yeah, that? So I, I I think again, it's one of those things. I don't think anyone was really surprised by this. I don't think there's. I, I'm sure that there are some people who wish that the Steelers would have picked up the option, but I think the majority of the people think just from a business standpoint that this is is the way to go about things. And like I said, the the best case scenario is we get to the end of se- end of the season, or maybe even we're halfway through the year, and everyone's saying, "Well, wait a second, why did the Steelers pick up Devin Bush's option?" That that would be the the proverbial you know lighting of the fire that that, that Mozi is is talking about. Um, but right now, it it it's unfortunate, you know, to to go from what we all thought was a, a guy who could be the answer in the middle of that defense and someone that the Steelers traded up. For and uh, to to this type of situation, so he went from the answer to the question. The it's answer, like AI oh, in, in, in reverse, reverse AI. Mm, come on, answer he started off the question. To the then question. he was the answer. That's for the crib right there. Shout out to the seven five seven. Absolutely, absolutely. I always got to get those AI references come on, in there. Man. Don't just give him give him time. He's going to get a Michael Vick one in there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, stay patient. Percy Har- <laughs> Percy Harvin in there too. Stay patient. All right. <laughs> well, while we at it, did I tell you about my man LaShawn McCoy, 4x1 Olympic oh, champion, 400-meter gold medalist? Did I tell you about that guy? Oh, you yeah, just that, wanted to bring up the name LaShawn McCoy, didn't I you? just, you know, yeah. Or LaShawn Merritt, I'm sorry. Uh, you don't always mix <laughs> those just, guys up. You just, huh? pulled, you, just huh? pulled, you just pulled a Euler. Huh? You know I mix those guys up you all just, the time. You just pulled a Euler. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, so no fifth-year option for Devin Bush, and obviously we'll, we'll see. Maybe this is the year. Uh, you know, again, I'm not – I, I would have made the same decision that the Steelers made. If I want to, though, you know, before we move on from this, if I want to give Devin Bush the benefit of the doubt or anything like that, you hope the defensive line is much better and healthier in front of him. Which it should be on paper right now. Which it should yes. be on paper right now, and, and we all know that that will definitely, absolutely, certainly make a difference. Um, if if he is completely recovered from, from that ACL injury, and, and even in terms of the mental aspect of it, too, just not thinking about it, um, Brian Flores is there now. Terrell Austin's been promoted. You know, I I think there are some some different ways. Um, you know, Jerry O will, for, for we we think now, Lord willing, be around the entire yeah. season. Will we'll not be dealing with a devastating absence like he was at times last year. Like there there are you know there are certainly things that you could point to or hang your hat on to think that this will be a bounce back type season for Devin Bush. The real question, though, is is obviously, is it an eleven million? Yeah. Can he do it? And would it have been an eleven million dollar type? Because again, there can always be an Edmonds middle ground here, correct? Where Devin Bush has a pretty good year, mm-hmm. where and I think you know what I think you and I have discussed this as a possibility with Devin too. Okay, not that we're all sitting here at the end of the season and saying, all right, Devin Bush was worth that top ten pick mm-hmm. and trading up. But that it's clear he's a competent linebacker who belongs on the field on Sundays. Yeah, there because, is a middle, there is a middle ground there. Yes, not it's that unfortunate. He's an all pro, but right. he's, a, he's a good player. It's just unfortunate that that is where the conversation has. It is, you know, it certainly turned is. to move those goalposts. It's like we're not even talking about are you an impact player. Just keep be a competent player, consistently week in and week out. 
that that's it's, do you it's, belong on Sundays, right? That's it's unfortunate. That's where it's at. But luckily for him. He has a chance to change the narrative. He has a chance because he's still on this roster, because he's still going to get those opportunities. Yeah. So for me, man, I'm just looking at it like, man, you you take this as motivation. If it's disrespect to you, well, it should be. But at the end of the day, man, you have to play with more urgency. You have to practice with more urgency. You have to watch film with more urgency. And I can't tell you that he hasn't been doing that, but what I can say is that clearly it hasn't been enough. Hmm. Because when you watch the tape and you see the errors, when you see the lack of effort, those are things that, to me as a former player, you just say, "I know what that stems from." More than likely, these are that's areas that's right. That's not talent. That's not injury. Yeah. That's desire. Yeah. That's in between the ears, and those are some of the areas where he has to improve. Now, hopefully, he does. Hopefully, he takes this, and like I said, it's motivation for him. Hopefully, you know, he he's looking at the Steelers bringing in Miles Jack, and he's looking at that as more motivation as well. Not just that you're going to get a chance to play next to uh, an elite talent, but at the same time, you're looking at it and saying, man, they're bringing guys in because I haven't been they doing what I'm supposed to do. They keep shopping at this position. Right. <laughs> so I need to do what I'm supposed to do so that way we can put all that to rest. Yeah. And that's the part for me that I'm hoping happens. You mentioned that, too. Spillane's still going to be around. And we know the Steelers are willing to to, to pull the plug on on someone to go to Spillane. We've seen that plenty of times. He's Because even though Spillane is limited athletically, you know what you're getting from him. You know what you're getting from him. He's super consistent. And he plays with great effort. He's McDonald's number one. Come on, talk about it. No matter where we're at. It doesn't matter. Get the McDonald's number one, I guarantee it's a big match. It doesn't matter if you're in Pittsburgh, if you're in Parkersburg, if you're in St. Petersburg. You could be in Poland. You could be in Ireland. You could be in Finland. Honolulu. You could be at your cousin's cousin's house. Number one at McDonald's. Big Mac. The Big Mac. With the special sauce. Come on. Two pickles. Come on, man. On a sesame seed bun. Come on, man. I I I am I'm, I'm that's Robert Spillane. You're absolutely right. And let's, you know, hey, Buddy Johnson was a draft pick last yep. year. And he's now a year older and, and could take a step forward. They went to the and draft. He was a fourth round draft pick as well. He so it's not like well he was too. a terrible pedigree guy. They they went uh in the seventh round, right? And took Mark Robinson mm-hmm. uh out of Old Miss just a, a week ago. SEC linebacker, you know how they do. So they've added to that position. They've, you know, tendered guys like Spillane and kept guys at that position. Uh, yeah, I think for Devin Bush, I just put it this way, if it if it doesn't happen this year, when's it going to happen? Well, and that's the other thing, right? Because we always hear that we have time. We always hear you got to be patient. We always hear that you got to let these guys develop. But at the same time, in a salary cap league, time is not of the essence. No, it is not. Because you know that, hey, the way the money works, we can only, you know, house a certain amount of players on this roster. We can only put a certain amount of guys out there. And even though it's not break your back money, it's still money that could be utilized elsewhere for more effective or more consistent players. Or, shoot, you might say, you know what, I want to go with a more high-end version of Devin. Those are some of the things that he puts himself in position four now with the lack of consistency from him, man. So hopefully, like I said, he improves because he has all the talent. He certainly does. The talent is there. That's why they took him 10th overall. That's why they moved up to get him. You can see it. And even last year at times, you can still see the talent and athletic ability. But when you're looking at him and you're questioning certain things, it's just like, man, you don't ever want that on your tape. That's not something that you right. want on your tape, man. Right. No, that's that's well said. Uh, give us your thoughts on Devin Bush at Wesley Euler at the Body 52 if you want to get involved. We'll talk to our buddy Brian Backo about all things uh, Devin Bush related and elsewhere and elsewhere and everything else Yeah. in about 45 minutes. 
from now. Another thing we want your opinion on, you know, it's a Friday here. It's the off season. And yes, we always have things to talk about, but we're always looking for some other ancillary topics, maybe some trendy, goofy topics on a Friday uh, in the summertime, in the off season time as well, too. You know what? Can you stop no, jinxing it's not. This Pittsburgh right. weather, bro. Because Come on, man. It's, it's not official. It's not officially, and I don't care what the actual calendar says. Summertime yeah. begins Memorial Day weekend, right? End of May, Memorial Day weekend. That's when summer really begins. It Is ends Labor Day? Day weekend in September. If I don't care what the calendar so, says. I don't care what the. Yeah, I've never like paid attention to any of it. I don't care what yeah. Uncle Sam tells me to think for the summer. I don't care what the Mayan calendar says. Mm-hmm. Memorial Day weekend to Labor Day weekend. That's the summertime. But isn't that somebody telling you that it's Memorial Day weekend? No, that's just me saying it because oh. you know, long weekend kicks off the summer. Weather's usually good by then. Okay. Usually, okay. usually being the keyword. Because huh. I know they closed the pools on Labor Day, so I figured like that was them once that's again the end telling. Of me, but they that's closed the, the pools because it's but, the end but of I summer. But I thought you said that you, you you don't allow them to tell you. You dictate it. You know. You just seem like you you're they, not really taking a lot of control of your life right there. You 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 allowing them to tell you when to go in that pool and not. They. Who is they? <laughs> Big brother is watching you. Who, who uncle? That's your uncle. Watching you close the pool. Which uncle? That's your yeah, uncle. You know, see, Mozi, of course, is worried about opening and closing the pool because at his house, his big house on the big Stop side of town, it. they all got Stop pools it. in the backyard. Stop it. Yeah. We don't, we don't have helicopters this show for, uh, <laughs> for cars being, uh, you know, taken without permission. Hey, I mean, you know, must have been a nice car. Uh, Motsi, I also wanted to talk to you about here in our first segment. we got a few minutes left uh, before we go to break. We'll get to some of these tweets on the other side. Uh, Steelers, UDFA class, undrafted mm-hmm. free agents. The Steelers added 10 um, that will be at rookie minicamp in a couple yeah. weeks and have a chance to compete for roster spots. Anyone... Um, Move the needle for you. Anybody that that name that you saw and you said, oh, you know what? That's I, I, I'm glad he's around. He's got a shot to, to stick here for a little bit. Yeah, to me, I had three guys, man, that I thought were interesting. Uh, Jake Dixon, the uh, left tackle from Duquesne. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mateo, Local boy. Yep, Mateo Durant, running back out of Duke. He's the one I think that's yeah. real intriguing. And then uh, for me, man, Chris Owens, offensive lineman out of Bama. I think all three of those guys bring something to the table. Chris Owens, super versatile, play right tackle, right guard, and center for Bama. Um, think he's super smart very athletic uh not the strongest guy but at the same time i think that his effort and technique definitely help him out in a lot of ways i think he's just good at a ton of stuff not great at one thing but he's one of those guys that if you got 53 men on the roster he's the guy that technically is like 54 and 55 because he could play three that, that spots. we've talked about Absolutely. you know the, those helmet making those those 47 helmets on yep. game day stretched you know more to like 49 or 50. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So man, I definitely love that about him. Mateo Duran, I mean, this dude is super smooth down uh downhill one cut running back, man, explosive though. Good top end speed as well, man. Could take it to the house. Um I think that he's a zone run guy. I think man, when you get him that rock and allow him, you know, to just read the three technique and read the end man of the line of scrimmage. Who's getting reached and who's getting blocked? And him just being able to put his foot in the ground and get north and south, I think that's where he excels. Kind of reminds me of Marshawn Lattimore, man, the running back from South Carolina a couple of years ago that uh, ended up hurting his knee. Yeah. But, man, same, you know, I think uh, that Lattimore was a little bit bigger, but, like, very similar in terms of just their running style and, you know, the patience and the vision and stuff like that. So I definitely like Mateo a lot. And then, uh, like I said, with Jake, man, I think he has that good frame, man. 6'6", 290, a true left tackle. He gives me some of the uh, the Al Villanueva uh, vibes, man, when I watch him in a sense, man. I think that, you know, he has this this hand trap move because he, 
he struggles against the bull rush, similar to how Al did. But then Al started to develop this trap move where he would trap the guy's hands down, smack him off of him, hmm. and have that defender fall. You know, use the momentum against him. Um, Tunch Oaken, God rest him. You know, he was the one who actually taught that to him. The Tunch Punch. And I'm watching, when I watch Jake at times, I see him do it as well, man, where, you know, a guy is trying to bull rush him or use their strength and is literally not even trying to punch him or grab him. It's more of like a almost like a martial arts move, man, in the sense of just chopping the hands down, man. Gotcha. So it's, it's okay. really slick in terms Bruce of how, how it is, man. Yeah, but like I said, Tunch was the guy that I saw teach it to Al, and Al was the first time I had ever seen it and even played against it. It's definitely, you know, it can be a weapon, and obviously Al, man, it worked out in a major way for him, but I saw Jake do a little bit of that. I just think he would need to refine that and really, you know, get that in his tool bag. If he does that, I think he definitely has a chance as well, man. What it's about you, fun. man? How would you feel about these guys, so, man? Anybody? In, Mate, I know, I know Mate, it's a JM guy, a JMU guy as well. He, Mate, yeah. He, 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 he's I'm a, surprised you're he, not talking about your JMU Well, because boy. he wasn't a, um, you're at the free agent. Correct. He was invited, he, he, he's to, invited many, to the to mini camp. Mini right. Camp, he's invited yeah. to the camp. Hey, that's, Shout how, out to it Leon that's how, how it started TG. For, for old Devlin. Yeah. yeah. TG, you know, for old Devlin Doc yeah. Hodges as well, too. You know, it's another WU guy, Will Johnson. Same concept. Yeah, absolutely, man. All you need is an invite. Just give him a chance. Hey, offensive lineman from JMU, we'll mm-hmm. take it. Let's we'll go, man. It. Absolutely. Um, for me, um, uh, Mateo Durant, absolutely. Like, that's just – just he was the one that kind of jumped off the board. Yeah. Productive college running back. Um, and that's a position that you and I have – you know, we've discussed a few times. Yep. We wouldn't mind somebody else in the mix. Now, I still think that there's a lot of good veteran options out there that mm-hmm. you can add as well, too. But to bring in a guy who had a career like he did at Duke, yep. I mean, he was he was the guy at Duke. No, he definitely was. And, hey, I'm not sitting here saying he was the guy at Clemson or Alabama, right? But but he was the guy at a, at a Power 5 program and had a productive college mm-hmm. career. When you can get a running back like that, you know, those are the type of guys that you take flyers on. And you, and you hope there's something there. Um, and maybe you get a few years out of them, and, and, and that ends up being a win. I also um, – his name's escaping me right now. Hold on, give me one second here. Uh, from Michigan, the defensive tackle. Oh, uh, uh, Donovan, Donovan Jeter. Jeter yeah. Donovan Jeter. Yeah. He was another one who I was interested to get your opinion on just because yeah. his name I felt like was talked about in the draft process. Like I'm not, mm-hmm. you know, he he wasn't he wasn't in conversations like uh like Devontae Wyatt or Jordan Davis or those kind of guys, right? But his name was one that you heard around the draft process, and then he ends up not going drafted. Is there is there any you think potential upside there with with Donovan Jeter, um, or is it more so that maybe you know I'm just it's just a name and he went to Michigan, which is a big program, so we can kind of you know see the shiny silver object there. What was the the reasoning you think behind Donovan Jeter being available and not having a ton of, you know, uh, I don't want to say options, but I yeah. think there were a lot of people who thought he would get drafted, and now mm-hmm. he ends up being a UDFA guy. Well, first off, man. A ton of good players don't get drafted. Ain't that the truth? That's just how the draft works. And you see guys fall in the draft as well all the time just based on one person gets picked out of position or it's a run on this position group versus that. So all of those things could come into play. I think um, when I think of Donovan, I think that he's a good player. I like his size, 6'3", 325. I think he has good size and hand usage as well. He's a true nose tackle to me as well, man. Okay. But I think he also has that ability very similar to like a Montrevious Adams in terms of can play the nose, but you can keep him on the field on third down because he has a good first step. He has good burst, twitchy. And those are some of the things that I like about Donovan. I just think for him, he just has to be more consistent. When I watch him, I think at times 
whether he's getting tired or whatever it is, he does tend to get a little bit higher. And when he does that, hmm. that's when he gives up a little bit of movement. And then I also noticed with him, because he's he's a playmaker, you know, he he he's trying to get to that rock. At times, he's not as gap disciplined. So if you're making the play, it's great, it's fine. But sure, when you sure. go out of your gap and you don't make the play, yeah, that that's when the integrity of the defense is compromised. That's when guys are put in binds, and that's Not when good. you start coming back to the huddle, giving guys that look like, bro, really, like really, bro, that's what you thought. Like, why would you do such a thing, man? Yeah, man. Uh, really? What are you doing? No, seriously, man. What, it's, it's like when he it, makes the play, it looks great. But I've played behind those type of guys before. It, yeah, I, I'm not gonna lie to you, man. I kind of prefer the boring D lineman. Kind of prefer. I kind of prefer the boring guy because when that 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 exciting guy doesn't make that play, we're like, oh, mama, I'm in fear for. It. <laughs> All right. <laughs> like, oh, it's not what it's two of y'all coming up in there and a ball carry. Oh lord, dropping the running, <laughs> dropping the renegade reference on a Friday. I'm telling you, bro. Don Juan, our resident Bama guy here on SNR tweets. Chris Owens is going to be a steal. Oh, you! I knew you'd get Don Juan going with that one. Man. Honestly, man, I think he's one of my like favorites to make the roster right now. Just yeah. In my way too early uh, prediction, just because of his versatility, man, I think that he is very skilled, very smart, very reminiscent of John LeGlue, very mm. reminiscent of J.C. Hassanauer, B.J. Finney. Guys that can play multiple positions, can start multiple positions, can get you out of a stadium in multiple positions. That's what that's what Chris does. Now, to me, I like him a lot more as a center or a guard, just because I think he's a little bit shorter for the tackle position being 86-3, but you can still make it out there. Kelvin Beecham has made a career playing left and right tackle. He's, what, 6-3 max? So, absolutely, man. I definitely like Chris, though. We want your tweets. We want your thoughts, questions, comments, concerns, reactions. You know where to get at us on the Twitter.com. About a half an hour from now, we'll talk to our buddy Brian Batko of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. We'll also do a little Top 5 Friday before we get out of here. Our Top 5 Favorite Star Wars. Uh What are we going to call it? Productions? Entities, movies, TV shows, animated TV shows, whatever it is, top five. We'll give those before we get out of here as well, too, in a little honor of May the 4th that we missed on Wednesday. We'll make it up to you today. Come on now. We always man the people. So you know where to get at us with any and all concerns. Uh, on the other side here, we'll get to some of your reactions, some of your tweets. He's Arthur Motes. I'm Wesley Euler. You're listening to the Steelers Blitz on SNR.